What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 39 of Full Draw Friday. We got a cold front coming in this Friday, first one of the season, so that's exciting. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but before we get into it, uh, I've got Jeff here today, too, so it's not just me on this Full Draw Friday. But we're going to talk a little bit about that and a few other things. Found some interesting stuff for the legis- legislative segment on this episode. Before we get into all of that, don't forget about our partner for Full Draw Friday. That's Rodney Hawkins. If you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, he's the guy to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois. Now he's putting that love for the outdoors and selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022. They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more information, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors. He's got products from Radix Hunting. He's got camo dust. He's got Tacticam trail cameras, and he's adding new stuff all the time. So if you're interested in any of that or keeping up with what he's got coming in new, you can go to their Facebook page, RG Outdoors, where you can send them a message or just follow them on there. You can email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. Don't forget about our social media. It's Ridge Hunter Outdoors, Facebook, and Instagram. We do have the private Facebook group. It's RHO Podcast Patrons. You guys can have some input on the podcast that way and get some exclusive content. We're going to do some giveaways there this fall as well. RidgeHunterOutdoors.com is the website. Anything you guys see on there, the scents are available now. They're back in stock. Jeff just picked his up today to get ready to go out go out tonight. Um, if you see any of that stuff that you like or the the apparel, use the discount code FULLDRAW. That's all caps, no space. You get 10% off of that stuff. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you follow. Hit the uh, review button and leave us a review there. That'll help us out a bunch. Same thing on YouTube. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. The new show is going to drop on Tuesday, the first episode. So we got some exciting stuff. Blake is already on the board. He got one on opening day. So you're going to get to at least see the recovery from that. We're going to do some more hunting this this afternoon. Me and Jeff are going to go out this afternoon. We're going to do some hunting this weekend, too. So hopefully we'll have some more stuff coming as well from this weekend. So with all that said, let's get into Full Draw Friday number 39. That way you guys can get to the stand before it gets dark. All right, so you ain't been on, I don't know if you've ever been on Full Draw Friday. No, no, I haven't. But uh, I've been doing them a little different here lately, and I'm doing segments now, and I still haven't got sounders for them. One of these days I'll get time to do that. But anyway, the first one I've been doing is the deer activity update, and it'll be a rut update as we get closer to that. But right now it's just basically deer activity. So kind of right now, what we're seeing is the young bucks, especially with this cold front, uh, based on trail cameras and what guys are seeing, the young bucks are moving a little bit more right now. I know you saw even a couple of year and a half olds yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the does are going to hopefully be moving a little earlier. Now, as far as the mature bucks go, you might see them moving a little more first and last hour of the day with this cold front, but it's still just not the best time of year. That October lull is still a real thing, and I think that probably has more power than the than the cold front does. So it's still, it's not just because you got a cold front. It's not, it doesn't mean it's going to be like November 1st. It means you might, you got a better chance for sure than if it's 85 degrees, but just keep that in mind too. The October lull is still real too. Right. And I don't know how the, uh, corn harvest is across the Midwest, but right here it's, it's slow. Mm-hmm. You know, actually guys are just now starting to cut their beans and leaving their corn standing to dry out more. So mm-hmm. 
you know, them old bucks, they're going to be in them cornfields anyway, so. Yep. Yeah, we're starting to see a few of them get out. A few guys get their corn crops out, but like you said, the ones that are still standing, that's going to change some stuff too. The ones that are still standing, yeah. you're you're probably not going to see a lot of new deer show up. When they do start, if they are in your area getting those crops out, though, you might see some new bucks show up on your yeah. cameras and stuff because, like you said, that's getting rid of a whole lot of food and a whole lot of cover just like that. Right. So the the next segment is the legislative news. And, you know, normally I'll do, like, uh, I'll find something that new law has come out. Uh, like I talked about the drones last week. I think it was last week or the last episode of Holder Off Friday where you can't use those. Like, it's before it was kind of a gray area. Now they're saying, like, nope, can't use them for anything deer hunting related because it's not different than any other kind of vehicle. Talked about Kansas giving away with their fall turkey season once. But this week, found one I thought was interesting. And it is the most common violations that the IDNR issued in 2022. So, I'll let you take a guess at what the top violation might be. And it's kind of a broad category. Illegal transportation of a firearm. Okay, so that one is on there. That one is number four, actually. Well. Carrying a gun by a vehicle without following safety guidelines, requiring it to be unloaded and put in a case with certain exceptions, 126 violations. Uh, I don't see how many violations they ended up writing all together, but the number one is deer hunting regulations, including permit requirement, prohibition of baiting, and more. 371 violations. So basically, don't have your permits, using somebody else's I like permits. the and more part. That, <laughs> yeah. And then like, and we didn't more. have enough space to type everything <laughs> yeah. out. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, so those 371 violations. Number two on the list is taking all white white-tailed deer or violating other provisions, 180 violations. I would not have guessed that shooting albino deer would be number two on the list. Really? That's what it says. Where are they finding all these at? Uh, beats me. That's a big I'm, state, I guess. I guess, but. Taking all white, white-tailed deer or violating other provisions. I don't know what other provisions might be on that. I have no clue. Again, you know. <laughs> we got to yeah, cover our bases. Yes. This one I like. This is number three. Unlawfully hunting certain wild bird species. <laughs> so I don't know if this is guys shooting turkeys when they're not supposed to be, if it's guys shooting blackbirds, finches, <laughs> robins. I don't know. You know red wing blackbirds are protected songbirds. Well, there you go. I'm, that's that's why I thought that we was We used to fun. drive around and shoot them 22s all the time back in the day. See how many yeah. you kill them one day. Right, right. Statute of limitations is up on that. So well, I good. hope so because that's <laughs> been like 40 years ago. Right. <laughs> so. I thought that was an interesting one at number three there because it's sandwiched in between all these deer hunting ones. Like number four was the illegal transportation basically of a firearm. Number five, which probably no surprise, requirement to secure landowner permission to hunt on site. So trespassing. Yeah, basically. I can see that one. Yep. And I would say what falls into that also is you shoot your deer, he runs to the next neighbor's property, you're tracking him. So not necessarily just hunting on their property, but trespassing in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they changed that law, though, didn't they? I didn't think trespassing was a... I don't know. ...a thing anymore. We'll have to the, look that one up. That'd be a good one for this segment for next week. You know. Mm -hmm. Like if the deer goes, a wounded deer kind of thing? No, I just mean trespassing in general. The police can't make oh, you move. Remember they, that they can only write you a citation. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they can't take you away. Right. Like the way it was explained to us, you know, we talked to a few cops about it. Say you come into my house, and I don't want you there anymore. And you say, nope, I'm not leaving. I call the cops. They come and say, hey, we need you to leave. Nope, not doing it. Okay, here's a citation. 
nope, not leaving. Okay, here's another citation. And they just write you tickets, basically. And I don't know at what point, like, how many tickets they could write before you become broke. Like, where they could arrest you. I don't know how that works. But he said they cannot forcefully remove them. But at some point, and I'm not going to say who told us this, (laughs) but it was a law enforcement officer. And you might want to check with the enforcement officers in your area. But he said at some point, they're just going to leave. And when that guy comes out of the house bleeding and he's got a broken nose and he's all banged up, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, yeah, you're right, though. They're, they can't – I assume that's the same as trespassing, right? right. They just can write yeah. you a citation. And then, you know, you yeah. don't show up for court anyway, so. Right. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll skip that part. Yeah. The next one on the list is the licensure and stamp requirements, so habitat stamps, habitat stuff stamp. like that. Not uh, having your hunting license, probably. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Waterfowl stamps, migratory bird stamps. Here's a good one. Um, what are, Where are we at on this? Number seven? Number six. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is number seven. You want to take a guess? It's one, obviously, we haven't said yet that I would have thought might have been a little higher. Nah. Okay. Using vehicles and headlights while hunting. <laughs> oh, that never happens. <laughs> 63 violations. That seems generous. I feel that like there does. could be a lot more violations than 63 for that one. Yeah. I might know of 63 that happened last year by myself. Not that I did. <laughs> no, no. Just know of. Yeah. I'm I've just kidding. I don't, I, I don't actually know that. Don't call me. <laughs> the next one, the last one on this list, number eight. So this is basically the top eight. And this one had 50 violations. Shotguns may not have the capacity to hold more than three shells in the magazine and chamber combined with certain exceptions. They didn't have their plug in. Basically, they had too many shells. Yep. Yep. That was 50 violations on that. I thought that was kind of interesting. And you did guess one of the top four. So. I did. And had we not had that goofy one about the wild birds, then it would have been top three. So, yep. Yep. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Keep Make sure you know what the laws are and follow them. I like, the, I like the one that we heard a couple of years ago. Maybe in last year. Anyways, the officer showed up and he said he, he can confiscate a gun and whatever. And Anyways, long story short, he caught an old boy with a high-powered rifle. During, yeah, I think this was during, may have been three years ago now. May have been. Uh, during shotgun season, hunting deer with high-powered rifle. And he goes, how come you're using this high-powered rifle? And he said, because my 12-gauge won't shoot that far. He <laughs> <Yeah>. said, <laughs> 12-gauge won't reach the fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least he was honest. He had a valid point. Yeah. You know, so. He, he asked him what he was doing with it, and he told him. Yeah. I think he still got a ticket. <laughs> um, and he lost his gun. Yeah. So, anyway. So at that point, you might as well tell the truth, I guess. Yeah, you're going down. Anyways. Yeah, either way. All right, so that's the that's the legislative segment for this week. Hopefully that was as enjoyable for you as it was for us. The last one I got is the North American Whitetail Slash Bowhunter Magazine segment. And this one is actually out of the Bowhunter Magazine, the October edition. And I'm not going to cover much of the article, really, any of it. I'm going to... It was an interesting topic that I think we've talked about at times before. We hit it on a little bit, but it's jumping the string. The deer, and this one's by C.J. Winnand. Uh, it's his hunting whitetail section of the Bowhunter magazine. And you guys pick up the magazine, read the whole article. It's a good one. Like I said, I'm not going to go over a lot of it here. But the title is Deer Jumping the String. The term jumping the stream is exactly the opposite of what deer actually do when reacting to your shot. So, when... 
it's kind of a misnomer, I guess, because the deer don't actually jump up. What they're doing is dropping down to load their legs to take off. And that's like there's an illustration here in the article, and you've seen it if you watch hunting shows a lot. They'll put the point of aim, they'll put a line at the top of the deer's back, and they'll leave it there, and then the arrow tracks, and it's right on that point of aim, but the deer is now way under that line where his back was, and you end up hitting him in the top of the back or missing him high. And that's that happens a lot, and I've heard a lot of different people talk about it, and I'll be interested to get your thoughts on it. Well, but my the what I've heard a lot of guys say, and kind of my theory on it is, and from my experience just seeing them, some of them are going to jump, some of them are not. doesn't matter if they're alert, if they're eating. I've had them head down in the beans eating and jump. I've had them like you thought they were going to jump three feet or take off, drop three feet, and nothing. I think you just got to aim a little bit low and anticipate it, and if you miss them, miss them low. That's that's kind of where I'm at on it. Back in the day when we were shooting the old bows, you know, that you'd like you to get 200 feet per second out of it. Right. And you was launching two befores at them anyway. Yeah. You know, you had to consider, take that into consideration. I don't know how much difference it is with these newer bows that shoot whatever they shoot now. Uh, but back then the rule of thumb was that anything 20 yards or farther, most of us would try to aim where the white line on the brisket meets the brown line. That way, if the deer does jump, you're still going to be in the middle or upper part of both lungs. If the deer doesn't jump, well, then you most likely you got you a heart shot. Right. It actually says in here a little bit, um, Dr. Grant Woods did a study on it, and he shot they shot arrows at 20, 30, and 40 yards with bows shooting at 258 and 306 feet per second. And essentially what they found out is that you can get away with a bad shot at 20 yards but not at 40, even shooting right. 300 feet a second. And that's where you kind of start to see that range at, like what you're talking about, like 25, 30 yards, and especially 40, of course. There is an area after that where the deer don't necessarily hear the shot, especially if you got a little bit of wind. So like 50, 60 yards. Or 100. <laughs> right. They're not hearing it, so they're not going to drop from the shot. But when you get in that window of like 25, especially 25 to 40 yards probably, especially on a calm day, when they can hear the shot, they they can be completely out of the picture at 40 yards. Oh, yeah. Even at 35, 30 yards, you know, they can move a lot. So that's kind of what he was saying and what you're saying there. So you just got to aim, I think, I agree with you, aim where if they don't move, you're going to heart shoot them. Mm -hmm. If they do move, then you're still going to get them top of the lungs, maybe at worst. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, if you do miss, you're missing low, and they may not even know what happened, you know. So I I would rather miss one underneath than shoot one high in the back and not find him. Now, those deer come back from time to time, too. I mean, you'll see that because oh, yeah. there's that no man's land up there. But I would rather miss them clean instead of hitting them high. But that's just my opinion on it. And I do. I am one of the people that believes that, sure, the faster you shoot, you can make up a little bit of difference. And maybe that two inches is the difference in killing them and not. But up to a certain point, you just can't beat them, beat that jumping. So you have to compensate with, the, with your aim point, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And... I'm not sure that shooting a 700 grain arrow makes that much of a difference either. If you hit them high in the back, they're not you're not going to kill them. No. You know what I mean? No. So uh, that's generally why I fall somewhere in between on those those things, the speed and the weight. Like I'm just going to shoot what I know is lethal between 20 and 30 yards, and then if they're out there on the end of that range, 30, 35, if I'm shooting that far, I'm going to aim accordingly. 
Mm-hmm. And you're doing the same thing with the crossbow. Yeah. Because that's one thing I talked about on the crossbow episode was people don't realize it, but the bolts and the arrows actually have similar trajectory and drop and all that. So you do have to can kind of consider that. Even at, if you're shooting one of those 500 feet a second Ravens, if you're getting out there to 40 yards, you still got to take into consideration that they're going to hear that thing sound like a cannon going off. Oh, yeah. And they're going to drop out of the way, but yeah. So that's all I got for this week. I don't have a I have a question of the week segment, uh, but I didn't pull one for this week. So you got anything else to add before we get out here? We didn't mention too much about the cold front, but I I guess I did a little bit there at the beginning. Yeah, I mean it's supposed to what get down in the upper thirties tonight. Mm-hmm. Our highs in the upper sixties. Mm-hmm. You know this weekend stuff. So shouldn't be too bad. Maybe get some does and stuff moving around more. Yep. Um, now this is youth weekend, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm-hmm. So here in Illinois, yep. Good luck to all the youth, and all the kids out there hunting. Yep. Be safe. Wear your orange. Wear yeah. Your, wear your harnesses. Even if you're bow hunting, don't forget to wear your orange because we don't want that to be on that citation list that we read earlier. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, you know, yeah. Just be safe. Have a good time. Enjoy the woods. Yeah. And good luck to everybody. Yep. Hopefully, if you got a, a kid that you're taking out, like Jeff said, be safe, have fun, make it fun for them. If they're tired or cold and don't want to be out there, just take them take back. Them don't on. make it miserable for yep. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because you you're a hardcore hunter or whatever, yep. make it fun for them. They'll grow into it. They'll they'll get over that at some point. But yeah, good luck to all the youth hunters going out this weekend, and good luck to everybody that's bow hunting this weekend too. I hope hope you find one of those big bucks that gets a little antsy with this cold front coming through. Or if, if you're like us, we're just. <laughs> I'd like to kill a doe this weekend. Yeah. That's on my agenda. Yeah. So, and if we can get you on tonight, we'll be in good shape. So, yeah. all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to stay tuned for Monday's episode. We will see you then.